The Pearl, Chapter 5.1 What Makes a Man? What Makes a Man a Dead Man? The late moon arose before the first rooster crowed. Kino opened his eyes in the darkness, for he sensed movement near him, but he did not move. Only his eyes searched the darkness, and in the pale light of the moon that crept through the holes in the brush house, Kino saw Juana get up silently from beside him. He saw her move toward the fireplace. So carefully did she work that he heard only the lightest sound when she moved the fireplace stone. And then, like a shadow, she glided toward the door. She paused for a moment beside the hanging box where Coyotito lay. Then, for a second, she was black in the doorway, and then she was gone. And rage surged in Kino. He rolled up to his feet and followed her as silently as she had gone, and he could hear her quick footsteps going toward the shore. Quietly, he tracked her, and his brain was red with anger. She burst clear out of the brush line and stumbled over the little boulders towards the water, and then she heard him coming and she broke into a run. Her arm was up to throw and he leaped at her and caught her arm and wrenched the pearl from her. He struck her in the face with his clenched fist and she fell among the boulders and he kicked her in the side. In the pale light, he could see the little waves break over her and her skirt floated about and clung to her legs as the water receded. Kino looked down at her and his teeth were bared. He hissed at her like a snake. And Juana stared at him with wide, unfrightened eyes, like a sheep before the butcher. She knew there was murder in him, and it was all right. She had accepted it, and she would not resist or even protest. And then the rage left him, and a sick disgust took its place. He turned away from her and walked up the beach and through the brush line. His senses were dulled by his emotion. He heard a new rush got his knife out and lunged at one dark figure and felt his knife go home. And then he was swept to his knees and swept again to the ground. Greedy fingers went through his clothes. Frantic fingers searched him, and the pearl, knocked from his hand, lay winking behind a little stone in the pathway. It glinted in the soft moonlight. Juana dragged herself up from the rocks on the edge of the water. Her face was a dull pain, and her side ached. She steadied herself on her knees for a while, and her wet skirt clung to her. There was no anger in her for Kino. He had said, I am a man, and that meant certain things to Juana. It meant that he was half insane and half God. It meant that Kino would drive his strength against a mountain and plunge his strength against the sea. Juana, in her woman's soul, knew that the mountain would stand while the man broke himself, that the sea would surge while the man drowned in it, and yet it was this thing that made him a man half insane and half God. And Juana had need of a man. She could not live without a man. Although she might be puzzled by these differences between man and woman, she knew them and accepted them and needed them. Of course, she would follow him. There's no question of that. Sometimes the quality of woman, the reason, the caution, the sense of preservation could cut through Kino's manness and save them all. She climbed painfully to her feet. She dipped her cup palms in the little waves and washed her bruised face with the stinging salt water, and then she went creeping up the beach after Kino. The pale moon dipped in and out of the strands of clouds so that Juana walked in darkness for a moment and in light the next. Her back was bent with pain and her head was low. She went through the line of brush when the moon was covered, and when the moon shone again, she saw the glimmer of the great pearl in the path behind the rock. She sank to her knees and picked it up, 
and the moon went into the darkness of the clouds again. Juana remained on her knees while she considered whether to go back to the sea and finish her job, and as she considered, the light came again, and she saw two dark figures lying in the path ahead of her. She leaped forward and saw that one was Kino, and the other a stranger with dark, shiny fluid leaking from his throat. Kino moved sluggishly, arms and legs stirred like those of a crushed bug, and a thick muttering came from his mouth. Now, in an instant, Juana knew that the old life was gone forever, a dead man in the path, and Kino's knife, dark-bladed beside him, convinced her. Earlier, when Juana ran to the beach, she had been trying to rescue that old piece, the piece from before the pearl, but now it was gone, and there was no retrieving it. And knowing this, she abandoned the past instantly. There was nothing to do but to save themselves. Her pain was gone now. Quickly, she dragged the dead man from the pathway into the shelter of the brush. She went to Kino and sponged his face with her wet skirt. His senses were coming back, and he moaned. They have taken the pearl. I have lost it. Now it is over, he said. The pearl is gone. Juana quieted him as she would quiet a sick child. Hush, she said. Here is your pearl. I found it in the path. Can you hear me now? Here is your pearl. You have beat me. You have killed a man, and we must go away. They will come for us. Can you understand? We must be gone before the daylight comes. I was attacked, Kino said uneasily. I stabbed him to save my life. Do you remember yesterday? Juana asked. Do you think that will matter? Do you remember the men of the city? Do you think your explanation will help? Kino drew a great breath and fought off his weakness. No, he said, you are right. Kino grew determined, and he was a man again. Go to our house and bring Coyotito, he said, and bring all the corn we have. I will drag the canoe into the water, and we will go. He took his knife and left her. He stumbled toward the beach, and he came to his canoe, and when the light broke through again, he saw that a great hole had been knocked in the bottom, and a searing rage came to him and gave him strength. Now the darkness was closing in on his family. Now the evil music filled the night hung over the trees, scurled in the wave beat, the canoe of his grandfather plastered over and over, and a splintered hole broken in it. This was an evil beyond thinking. The killing of a man was not so evil as the killing of a boat. For a boat does not have sons, and a boat cannot protect itself, and a wounded boat does not heal. There was sorrow in Kino's rage, but this last thing had tightened him beyond breaking. He was an animal now, ready to hide, to attack, and he lived only to save himself and his family. He was not conscious of the pain in his head. He leapt up the beach, through the brush line, toward his brush house. He did not think to take one of the canoes of his neighbors. Never once did the thought enter his head, any more than he could have thought of breaking a boat. After reading questions. Number one, what does Juana try to do with the pearl? Why? What does Kino do? Number two. What happens on the beach? What happens to the pearl? Number three. When Kino hits Juana, she doesn't blame him for his actions. Do you agree with Juana's reasons? Why or why not? Number four. Given a second chance to get rid of the pearl, Juana hands it back to Kino. Why? Number five. Why will it not matter that Kino killed a man in self-defense? Number six. What does Kino discover 
as he prepares to leave the beach.